It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1 800 889 9789. Call 1 800 522 4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. If you are listening live on AMP, thank you. I am joined, as I am in every episode of The Favorites Podcast, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, Mr. Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Fucking refs and kickers, Chad. Fucking refs and kickers. Week nine, we joked like we nailed Foxhole. We nailed Simon Says. We nailed exec decision. We nailed the big balls bet of the week. <laughs> we went four and one in the contest. What did I say? I said it literally can only get worse. The only way it could get better is if we went five and zero oh in the contest. I said it can only get worse. This past week, week 10, we had uh, the Packers plus five in the Foxhole. Fantastic. Simon says, Browns plus four. Exact decision, Bears minus two and a half. Scooch roulette, Denver plus two and a half. Steelers, oh, I won that one. Steelers plus one and a half. Moneyline run robin. We did have Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and Green Bay. Big balls, Jacks plus nine and a half. And for the whole kit and caboodle, we went two and three in the contest. It's a weird week. You say kickers and, and refs, but let's take it back. Uh, before we get into this week, let's take it back to very early Sunday morning. I'm at an airport in Phoenix. I call <laughs> you. We're going through our games. What happens? Well, Chad was feeling good. He just had a weekend with his closest childhood friends, and you were just feeling good. You were happy. While me, the working man, had not slept probably. I I had slept, but not well, in four nights. Um, I had this never-ending feeling of impending doom. Basically, when I talk to Chad, I always have three games that I like. Like this whole year, I've had pretty much every week, I have three to four games I really like. And this week, I had two. And even them, even when I said them out loud to you, I felt gross, where I was like, I don't even have that much faith. Can we take the bye week? And you're in this airport and you're like, no, 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 let's save it. And I said, can we just take the bye week? And you said, no, you kept fighting me on it. You said, I really like my two, too. Yeah, as the person that. puts their life into football and does nothing all week to have the man that, you know, vacation for a whole weekend to say, no, let's, let's let it ride. I said, you know what? 
the vibes are good right now. I have to trust Chad. Maybe I'm overthinking this. Not going to lie, buddy. When it was one and three after the 1 p.m.s, holy shit was I mad. I was like, <laughs> how did we not do this? Because I had no faith in Green Bay, especially Green Bay. You know, I thought it was just going to be the week the weekend of the public, right? The public was going to have a nice weekend. But, yeah, thank God, two and three, again, those weeks don't hurt. Like, two and three obviously hurts, but we're only still two back of the leader. So it's just like one of those weeks where luckily everyone kind of did bad. Um, so we were able to stay afloat, but yeah, we still have to use a bye week and it's like, it's rare for me to, you know, me, Chad, it's rare Sunday morning. I don't feel good. Um, I think that's what threw you off for me being like instantly. First thing I said to you was like, let's take the bye week. Um, I think that threw you off a little. It totally threw me off. It was, um, it, it just came out of nowhere because we felt good about the games. <laughs> I let, I wasn't in a mental space. It was a little bit chemical. I wasn't in a mental space to not have action. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. hadn't put myself, we had talked about taking a bye later in the year where there's going to be six or seven teams, I think six teams that have a bye. And I said that to you and you made a really good point that, you know, there was there was uncertainty with Minnesota and Buffalo. There was uncertainty with Arizona and uh, the Rams. So in, in, in essence, like there were six teams on the bye. Yeah, and, like we had four games we couldn't touch, and then we had right. four four teams on a bye. So it's exactly so, six games. And so it was uh I thought it was a really good point, but then you're like, you know, by the way, you come on the podcast and you're always like there's a little bit revisionist history. You act like you were so definitive. You <laughs> it was, so it was definitive. the first thing I said to you. You were so definitive. You're like, there's two games that I really like, and I'm like, well, there's two games I really like. You love two games, and I love two games we felt strongly about four games. I think the only game we didn't feel strongly about was Denver. Yeah. But, but we only felt strongly about two games. So each of us like two games out of the five. Well, I loved the Steelers and I loved the bears. Yeah. And I liked the Jags and I liked um, green the Packers. Bags. Yeah. But I know I just had a bad feeling about it. Cause again, usually by, by Sunday morning, I'll have a lot of money bet. And I just didn't because I like I was just I had a bad feeling all week and I just kind of felt like we were due. I mean, again, nine straight winning weeks. It's just I wish I could come here and put my balls on the table and be like, yeah, this is how we do it. But it's just not. You just don't win like that. Football is a fucking grind. So I just had a bad feeling. I'm glad we didn't take the bye, honestly, because two and three. Yeah, that sucks. But it's like the I think it was last year, maybe the year before you nailed it. We had a week. We went one of four. We took the bye. That's what we're hoping on. Like. Again, we know what's going to happen. We're going to go four and one the bye week, but hopefully the spider senses kick in again because I don't know. We kind of saw it coming a little bit, but again, yeah. Jaguars kicker hits one of those field goals. We're sitting here three and two, so it's just it's just brutal when those swings happen. Even Bears game, right? Missed extra point, dude, killer. The Bears up twenty four ten, yeah, with fifty seconds left in the third quarter, and they had the ball, and you throw a pick six. You miss an extra point. <laughs> yeah. You've got God knows how many penalties, like the Jags and the, it should have been a four and one week. It should have been a four and one. Week. Yeah. It should have been a three and two week at the least. Like the bears were the better team on Sunday. It's fucking killing me. And don't you think that I, well, the Vikings ones where we screwed up, right? Like we were all over that Vikings yeah. game and we didn't take it. Cause it was only four and a half in the contest where I was sitting at six in the yeah. books. And it was just like, Ah, we don't know what to do because again, we didn't know what the hell was going on the quarterback position. So that that was that was one of those that was a brutal miss by us because we love that game. And again, we got their money line. Obviously, we both had bet it, especially at the six six and a half. Um, so that was that was one of our bad misses. Was watching the game Sunday afternoon, and when the 
Packers were down 28-14, I never once thought they weren't going to cover that game. It just, <laughs> that to me, like, I I was so in on that team. It never occurred to me that we would have ended up 1-4. and four. I thought we were dead as dirt until it went to overtime, and I was like, okay, now we'll win the coin toss, lose the coin toss. And I was just like, Jesus, when will this game just end? It was one of those days for me. But, yeah, just a bad week. Again, the first time all season all three of our teams lost, it was just – Overall, a, a weekend, I, like, again, I'll talk about it right now. That's it. I won't even think about it ever again. So th- yep. that's how I feel about this past weekend. Moving on. It does yep. put me in a bad mood. It's weird, and it hits me at weird times, you know. I was <laughs> I was on the bike yesterday, and I'm like, oh, fuck. We went two and three, and, like, it hit me last night when I was watching the, the Washington-Philly game. Even though I had the commanders, the, move, the line moved last night to plus 11 and a half. Um, yeah. So I bet the commanders at 11 and a half. I had John Bates under seven and a half receiving yards. That was like an A plus grade with our pro tools and action labs. He had zero receiving yards. So I ended the week, you know, with a pretty strong, in a pretty strong way. I won quite a bit, but the fans are all happy for you, Chad. Don't be mean. <laughs> don't, don't be that way. I don't know. Say this stuff in your head, though. You need this pep talk in your own head. No one wants to hear how you won. My ego's lost. What do you want me to clap for you? Oh, the Bears lost too, but I fucking move on because I'm a professional. So have you? You know, <laughs> I moved on. I moved on. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? All we can do is put on a podcast and do better than we did last week. <laughs> yeah, That's I already it. love this week compared to last week. Love it. Love it. I already made a couple of bets. A uh, couple of reminders. Number one, I say it at the end of every show. Feedback is a gift. Leave us a five star review. Say whatever you want. But the reviews, five stars, helps us stay in the top 100. We like being there. It's all because of the listeners. Please, please, please leave the five-star reviews. We have three winners. Matt Mitchell chose three winners of the people who gave five-star reviews last week. I am going to read their names out now. You will email podcasts at actionnetwork.com. Harry, 4787. Cody from Middlebury. Eugene Fartface. Eugene <laughs> Fartface has entered the chat. Next week, also some housekeeping. We will do our normal episode that we record on Tuesday live. We will not have an episode on Thursday because of Thanksgiving. Nobody listens that day. Uh, we're giving you know Matt Mitchell the chance to be with his family. Doing a convince me though on the Thursday and Sunday. We will have it convince me on Thursday. Convince me on Thursday. Me, Simon, Raybon, Kerner, Samantha Praviti, uh, Dan Ravel, and on Sunday. So cool. you can catch us uh, on the interwebs, in the Action Network app, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Watch us at Action Network HQ or in the Action Network app. Download it for free. Award-winning. Go. Simon, <laughs> we got to do a foxhole. We got to do a Simon Says. We got to do an exec decision. We both were regretful that we didn't bet the Panthers last week. Yeah. That felt yeah. like me. Yeah, I mean, again, we gave out the money line to our loyal live listeners, which was nice. At least they cashed with us on that. But yeah, yeah definitely another reason why I want to take the buy. I was already like, man, we, we nailed that game. We didn't have it in the contest. We should just skip this week. But this week, again, I it's hard to take the favorite in a position of both these teams seem like equals. Titans-Packers. Yeah, Titans-Packers. Tennessee-Packers. It's just. Vrabel is a dog. I mean, last week, again, they had no right winning or covering that game. They had four of their top defenders out. Uh, Tannehill, 
doesn't look right still. They got no receiving weapons. Even Derrick Henry did not have a good game. Two plays. They made two plays, and they won 17-10. to 10. And that's Rabel. Like, he's just an incredible coach. Gets his defense up for these games, and it's, it's working. So, a Green Bay team that just had this incredible victory. Man, I want to take Green Bay here because it's like this This probably is the right side. But if you're giving me three or three and a half with Tennessee, just a great defense, I'm, I'm fine with losing money on a team like this. Like, again, you're getting a good number against a Green Bay team that I just don't think they're that good. Even Chad today was like, can they make the playoffs? And it's like, probably not, right? It's like you want to think that after they had a turnaround maybe against Green Bay. I mean, uh, against the Cowboys, but that was just a fluky – situation right it was just a perfect matchup for them perfect spot for them again we talked about them being undervalued now this seems like the right value to me maybe a little bit overvalued to green bay so i'm gonna come back on their side i'll take tennessee here at three three and a half don't know if we'll make it to our contest but i definitely think we're getting a good number here uh i feel like it's yucky the packers opened at two and a half i think if we were going to play it it would have been the two and a half um and I hate I hate betting against this Titans team, and this feels yeah. like the exact right number. Right, like I wanted to take Green Bay. I just think this number is inflated yeah. too much at this point. Eagles at the Colts. So now the Eagles are without Dallas Goddard. Um, that was uh, broken live on Green Dot Daily. Simon and I were on the Action Network betting agenda show, Green Dot Daily, noon Eastern at Action Network HQ and the Action Network app. Eagles off their first loss. Colts, their first win with Jeff Saturday, beating up a really bad Raiders team. Yeah. I would lean Eagles here at under a touchdown. I know it's an ugly, gross road favorite, but the Eagles are still a really good team. Yeah. And the Colts are inflated here because of last week. They're terrible. <laughs> they are. The biggest pause for me right now is we saw what the Eagles' defense looks like without Jordan Davis. Again, yep. can talk about that until we're – you know, sick in the head about it, but it's just he's injured. He's gone. They're having to play Fletcher, Fletcher Cox a lot of snaps in that D-tackle D position. Last night he was getting single block, right? That's not like Fletcher Cox, a guy that people think of as being an all-pro talent. He is, though. He's old now. He's just slow. He's different. So maybe that's what people are betting here. The professionals are coming in heavy because they think, okay, the Colts can do what they want to do in this game. They're going to be able to run the ball and ball control the clock. Again, Matt Ryan is clearly better than uh, the backup quarterback, Sam. So I'm with you, Chad. I really want to take um, the Eagles. I'm trying to be smart about it. I did touch um, a little bit, put a little on it when it hit six and a half. Thought I was going to go back to seven. It hasn't. Again, gives me a little more pause. Maybe that's the Goddard news. But it's just a good number on the Eagles team that people are down on now, right? That They just got embarrassed in a primetime game. And the whole Colts organization is taking a victory lap after beating the Raiders. Again, their owner's tweeting out like, like he's the man right now. It, it's it's a bizarre world. So I'm with Chad. The Raiders are arguably the worst coach team of football right now. Might be the worst run organization of football right now. Eagles, they're the complete opposite side of the coin. They're the best run organization probably in football. One of the best coaching staffs in football. You expect them to get it right after an embarrassing loss in primetime. So I'm with you, Chad. I'll get the six and a half. It's just a little bit hesitant um, on why this number has dropped so much. Again, it opened eight, eight and a half. Now it's down to six and a half. That's a big movement. Well, it could be the Goddard news, but right. I do think I do think that look, the, the commanders owned the line of scrimmage last night. I mean, what do they have? 40 minutes of time of possession. 
they uh, Brian Robinson was going five yards before anybody touched him. But Antonio that was the key, was, though. wasn't wasn't big breaks, right? It was he was getting those five yards, and all of a sudden, uh, I don't know what happened, but they were going what was it, eleven for twelve or twelve for thirteen on third downs. With yeah. Heineke was hitting his guys in stride, so it wasn't even just the running it; they were beating us in the air too. So it's like there might be major issues on the Eagles team. That's the pause right now. That's interesting because I was really I, I thought about the line of scrimmage, and, and what I was going to say is that. The Eagles have proven to be a really good coaching staff. And I felt like there are probably some adjustments to be made week to week that they didn't make in game that would allow them to account for the loss of Jordan Davis, which is why I would feel comfortable. But at the end of the day, I'm just getting a much better team at less than a touchdown. Like yeah. that to me, everything else goes away. If if and if I lose this bet, I'm not saying we have to put it in the contest. But it tells me a lot more about where the Eagles are than where we thought they were if they end up performing poorly against the Colts. And I do think if the Eagles don't perform well, it changes sort of the scale and context of the NFC against what we thought it might be. Yeah, I would just say it's all about health and the injury bug where it's like, I think the Tampa was three and five or whatever it was two weeks ago. And I told you I still had them and my power rank as the number one team. I'd fear in the playoffs, not the Eagles, not the Vikings, not the Cowboys, not the Giants. And it's a simple fact of when things get tight, these young and inexperienced quarterbacks, they don't perform. And again, that's where I trust a guy like Tom Brady and those teams where, again, it wasn't on all Hurts last night, but we saw Hurts needed to do a two-minute drill to have his team win. He went three and out. Like, we can complain all you want about them punting and the, the, the BS call by the ref at the end of the game, but it's like, Hurts had his chance. He went three and out. They had to punt. It's it's kind of these things where it's like, do I really think Brady's going to win the Super Bowl this year? No, but it's just I know when the playoffs come, even when, I, even when they were three and five, it's like that's the scary moment of it's Tom versus all these inexperienced quarterbacks in the NFC where it's like wide open. Even you today, we're talking about you like the 49ers. Jimmy G is not good. He is not a good quarterback right now. He's got major issues, but that's how open the NFC is where it's like, well, on paper, the 49ers are probably the best team. All to, all around, it's like if they're healthy, they'll be the they'll probably be the favorite. Where the Eagles right now, again, it's not a big deal. But they just they lost Jordan Davis, they lost uh, Maddox, which is their cornerback uh, that's very important to this team, and AJ Brown rolled his ankle. So it's like okay, if they might be down AJ Brown as well as and Goddard, even again that might start pushing me more towards this Colts Colts team where it's like that's major injuries on this Eagles offense. The Cooper Cupless. Los Angeles Rams are visiting the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Saints are four-point favorites right now. Saints are kind of crap, too, right now, and they've got yeah. some quarterback issues that they're trying to work out. They're kind of becoming the team we thought they would be, kind of a middling, mediocre, no-personality team. It's kind of a pass for me, this game. I don't have strong feelings on it. Yeah, I would have loved that. Still New Orleans at three. That was a great number. Um, it's growing because, again – Stafford's not back. He's still in concussion protocol. Cooper Cup's now done for at least four weeks. Love to take New Orleans here, honestly. Like, this is a good matchup for them. They can run the ball. The Rams offensive lines and tatters, like, they just have a bunch of injuries to that offensive line. Just a good matchup for a Saints team. But I feel like Chad just talked about it. It's like just two really bad teams. It's 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 hard to get behind it, but I feel like the Saints are the right side here. And as much as you'd love to be like, well, maybe they'll just tank. Their first round pick is the Eagles. They traded that they traded up to get the receiver they took last year. So 
The Eagles right now have the fourth pick overall, thanks to the Saints. They're not trying to tank. This head coach is not going to try to tank. The general manager is not going to try to tank. So see them playing hard, playing in this game against a Rams team that they just seem lost as we sit here on Tuesday. Like everything I've read, it's just bad and negative. And again, Stafford still in concussion protocol on Tuesday. That's that's a big deal. Well, you know what? I'm going to put it on the list for now. You, yeah, you put it as a maybe. Like... I, again, if this got up to five or four and a half in the contest, I don't think I'd play it. But a four, three and a half, three, that's, that's great value. Chicago Bears, who broke our hearts this weekend. Look, Justin Fields, again, just electric. Uh, when I think about Justin Fields, I was thinking about it this weekend. I think about Justin Al- uh, Josh Allen and his career progression. He was all athlete the first couple of years. They got Stephon Diggs. He became more accurate. I think Justin Fields next year, like that is the path of progression he's on. Maybe I'm too excited about it. Maybe I'm just enthralled with the way he's been playing, the way he's being used. I will wash away the terrible pass he made that cost the Bears the game. Chalk it up to, again, still learning. But uh, wow. He looks like he could beat everybody up on the field. Again, the only reason I think there's a big difference is um, Fields has been that guy since he was probably 16 where Josh Allen's had to earn every little title you've put next to his name. Again, he was sending tapes to every D1 school. I believe Wyoming's the only one that replied to the kid. And even when he was at Wyoming, I think he ended up staying, right, for a senior year. Matt Mitchell, no better for me. He didn't even do that well, right? It was just the body type, the athleticism, where Justin Fields, he had the arm in college. I mean, hell, I remember watching him at Iowa State and be like, this kid's the real deal. You can go back and listen. Me and Chad couldn't understand why he wasn't the number two pick overall. We had him right behind Trevor Lawrence. Again, we didn't know Zach Wilson was going to be this bad, but it was just like the upside of Fields and Trey Lance to me was so much higher than Zach Wilson's. It just didn't make sense to me. And I I would love to back him here, but it just can't keep happening. Like this is – we he's on a historical pace right now. Like he's had back-to-back weeks of just insane running. Like what did he get last week, Chad? was 163. 147, I think. Right. And then, like, it's just... Week before, 178. So, so again, he, we can ballpark and say he's averaging over 150 yards per game last two weeks running. Fair to say. Um, there has to be some point of regression there. But I saw last week the Lions were doing a double spy on him. They had two different guys spying him on each side of the field, and it didn't matter. When plays broke down, he could find those alleys. He's so quick. Like, he goes through those holes so fast, so... I would love to sit here and say Bears autoplay plus three and a half, but the right play is to take Atlanta here against a Bears team that, no, they're performing incredibly, but an Atlanta team that they do exactly what the Bears don't want to do. This is going to be some high-flying, high-scoring kind of game. This is going to be a slow, dragged-out, muddy-the-waters kind of game, which is what Atlanta likes to play. And the fact that the last time anyone saw Atlanta play, what was the final score, 25-10, to 25-15? to they got absolutely blown out by Carolina. I just know the Bears will be the most public side this week. So I understand it. I understand why people are going to take the three. But to me, this number is probably closer to a four, four and a half than three. So it kind of it stinks from the get-go. Like the books are kind of laying a little bit of a trap here. Um, we'll see what the public does with it. But gut instincts, again, I haven't bet this yet. I would take Atlanta. This feels like a good number. It's so tricky because this Falcons team can really run the ball. And this right. Bears team cannot stop has, the run. Cannot stop 
anybody. You just look in the trenches. Like you're not trying to look at the fields yep. and the quarterback. It's literally the, the the lines here. Like it's a big discrepancy in both lines. It is where you get a little bit blinded by Justin Fields. 100%. Because again, my I'm, right away I was like, oh, Justin Fields at a plus number? Thank you. But it, it's a little fishy. Again, this line was a pick. Um, and they've moved it off a lot of professional action. Commanders, after a huge Monday night game, visiting the Texans. This line is three. Let me make sure I have it correct from FanDuel right now because it's bouncing all over the place. Plus three and a half. We both got strong opinions on this game. Well, I thought you were about to make your exec- executive decision. I am going to make my exact decision right now on the Houston Texans at plus three and a half. The choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. This this does feel like a no-brainer. Me and Chad and five other people will be on Houston kicking myself. We knew, we knew to be on the Colts last week. That's how me and Chad make our good money. It's like you take these ugly dogs that everyone's shitting on all week and everyone hates. And it, hell, it might burn us here with Houston. We have we have no choice here, especially once they hit three and a half. I'll be the sucker. Suck me in, sportsbooks. I will take the three and a half. I'll yep. be that sucker. But you have to take this number, a home dog here, against a team that just won in prime time in a divisional game. Chad just said they're a double digit dog. Again, you'll see the trends that come out this week. Teams that are double digit dogs that are going on the road as a favorite the following week, no bueno. So. I'm I'm loving where Chad's head's at. Um, that's why he's offering up to me. But it's just a play that as soon as I saw the line came out, I said, "Well, me and Chad are going to look like idiots or uh, really smart people in like the Green Bay game." It's just you're playing the number here. You got can't look at the teams. Got to just look at the number and see that this is an inflated line. Should be closer to a pick. Three and a half is a gift. Uh, I am so frustrated that I betted at three. Because when we looked at the lines this morning, yeah. there were threes and there were two and a halves, and it looked like it was trending towards two and a half. Literally an hour later, I don't know what happened. I think people started waking up on the West Coast and after watching the commanders last night and just piling in on Washington, and this game went up to three and a half. Um, but as you say, we're hooked by the half. Three and a yeah. half, give it to me. It, this is the buy low, sell high. This is the bet the perception. Uh, I can tell you that according to our luck rankings last week, the Texans were the most unlucky team in the NFL. And by the way, you could argue that Washington, one of the luckier teams between the refs, between the Eagles, uh, uh, unlikely turnovers. Um, Really, there were some plays where the commanders could have easily lost that game and things went right for them. Texans had two red zone turnovers, two red zone possessions that turned into field goals instead of touchdowns. Um, you know. They stink. The like, I get it. People are going to be like, well, the Texans just stink. We agree. They're awful. But there's always an overcorrection to these lines. They're not going to not win and cover every game. They're just the books aren't giving free money here. So, again, we had to take a position when we think a line's inflated. This is just one of those games. We didn't buy the Houston last week, right? A lot of professionals are on Houston. I gave out the Giants. I just thought it was a short number. This is inflated. This is a good number for Houston. God, we love the Texans so much. The Jets on the road at the Patriots. Patriots are three-point favorites. Simon, 
On Green Dot Daily this morning, you made an incredible point about the Patriots in this line compared to what it was two weeks ago. I want you to do it here. I want this to be our foxhole, chat. Foxhole! <laughs> Let's climb down into the foxhole. Last week, it was uncomfortable. Oh, no, it's even two weeks going back. It was uncomfortable. It's not fun in the foxhole. This week should give you a little more relief. It's not as gross. It's not as gross as it usually is. But the public is coming on the Jets, so that's why I feel like it needs to be a foxhole game where it's like people are drinking the Kool-Aid. They're coming in on the Jets. They're coming in on, you know, Mac is broken. This Patriots team, is offense is broken. A Jets team is ascending. But Chad just talked about it. We talked on Green Dot Daily. My, my favorite thing about this game is not even two, or I guess it's coming up on three weeks, but it is two weeks pretty much ago. The Patriots came here to New Jersey. They played the Jets in the Jets' home stadium. That line was minus three. Patriots won that game, okay? Next week, Buffalo comes to New Jersey. They play the Jets. They lose, right? Everyone in the world was all over the Bills. Well, professionals run the Jets, but the Jets win that game outright against the Bills. Going to a bye week, come out of the bye week. Now they're up going up to New England, and the line's only plus three. That's That doesn't make sense, right? Why would the line not change at all when one team was on the road now at home? It's a simple fact the public likes the Jets now. And again, I, I'm looking at the app right now. That's where the tickets are. All the people are betting the Jets. They're taking them in their teasers. This is the Patriots team that you want to back against a Jets team. Historically, they dominate. And coming out of a bye week, again, I love what the Jets have done. I love their defense and everything about it. The Patriots aren't a high-throwing team. And to me, that's that's the, the Jets' bread and butter. Teams that need to throw the ball against them. Again, they have arguably two of the best corners in football right now. Sauce, just a rookie, but he's a shutdown corner in this league as we stand here. But against the run, you can't move the ball against this Jets team. And that's how they beat them last time they played each other. So, to me, this line's probably more minus five, minus four and a half. But, again, they upset the Bills. That was a big deal the last time people saw this Jets team play. So, they're looking at this saying, well, plus three in a divisional game against a Patriots team that's not that good. I'll trust it. I'll just back the defense here where – I like it the other way. It's like, man, I'm getting free points here for a Patriots team that knows exactly who they are. They don't have an injury to their number one running back. Their number one running back is healthy, and he's coming out of a bye. I just love this matchup and the perception of what people think of this Jets team right now. So I think we're getting free value on this Patriots team. Do we think this line will move to two and a half with all the tickets coming in on the Jets? No, I think it's going to go three and a half. Like, I already know a really smart group that hit this. Um and they, they had a book go up to three and a half already. So to me, this, this line will only go up. You know, could be wrong. You never know. Um, but nah, as a professional, I just I just don't know why a pros would come in and bet the Jets here unless they know something the public doesn't know. But to me, this is just a bad matchup for the Jets. I don't disagree. You know, it's a, it's like such a short line. Your point about the math and the spread is so good. That not not the not enough has changed in the past two weeks, other than the Jets beating the Bills. That's really it. Public perception. <laughs> Public perception. Lions on the road at the Giants. Giants are three point favorites. This is an interesting one to me. Really? Only because I don't trust the Giants. Yeah. And I've lost a lot of faith in the Lions. <laughs> so, like, I'm betwixt in between. Uh, I feel like I'm getting sucked in the lines because I couldn't believe the game Goff had against that Bears defense. But I had to pull myself back and be like, it is the Bears defense, right? Like, that's yes. what I have to keep reminding myself where 
feels like anyone really can move the ball um, against this Bears defense. So, yeah, I'd love to fade the Giants. Um, there's just there's there's certain games that they're supposed to drop, right? And this is one of those games. It's like, you know, this is a lull in their season. They were begging Houston to steal that game, and Houston just yep. could simply not do it. This is like another game where I would love to fade Detroit here. I'll wait. Hope that gets back to three and a half. You can grab the three and a half, grab Detroit. Because again, I don't have this won't be one of my bigger bets because I just I can't get it right with this Giants team. Even though I did get it right last week, it's I don't think I feel like I didn't deserve to cover last week. Like I got got a little lucky there where you know Detroit this week. We'll have to see uh how the week goes along here. But if it if it stays at three, I just won't touch it. But three and a half, I would take Detroit. They are a mercurial team against a mercurial team. I'd almost rather like to watch Brian Dable and Dan Campbell try to out-inspire each other. Oh, uh, they're going to say fist fight. I would love no. to see a fist fight between those guys. I'd like to see that too. But uh, at the very least, like, see them try to rally their troops. Vrabel would probably be up there. I was thinking of the manliest coaches we got. Those two are up there, though. Well, Campbell for sure. Like More I manly think, than Vrabel? Well, I don't think he's He said he cut his dick than... off for Super Bowl, Chad. You know that, right? What's that? Vrabel. He said he'd cut his dick off to win a Super Bowl. Vrabel, 100%. Number one. Good, okay, good. It's a good, good question, though. It's a good question. Like, looking through it, like, Titans, Packers, Vrabel, Eagles, Colts. Like, Sirianni, he's <laughs> he's not a tough guy, but he's a cool guy. Rams, Saints, no. I don't know. Sirianni seems like the kind of guy, his nose is always running in the winter. Like, you know, you had that kid in class who always had the runny nose. That's, that's Sirianni to me. Bears, Falcons, no. Commanders, Texans. I don't know. Ron Rivera is kind of a badass, I think. Um, <laughs> Jets, Patriots, come on. Lions, Giants, that's interesting. Dan Campbell. Panthers, Ravens, <laughs> no. Browns, Bills, no. Raiders, Broncos, no. Bengals, Steelers, Tomlin. True. How Tomlin. did I forget about Tomlin? Yeah, he would just give you one stare. I try to keep it real simple. Football is our game. Our business is winning. Yeah. Crazy eyes. I think I think it's a Tomlin Vrabel Campbell. Yeah. That's what I would think. <laughs> um, all right, getting back to it here. Panthers on the road, Baker Mayfield plus 12 against the Ravens. That's too many points. Damn it, Chad. I'm not letting it, I'm not letting you do it to us. All right. I'm not putting in a Baker and the Panthers into our contest, no matter what. We I don't can think bet you put this. in the contest, but I do think, look, this is already a massive pros Joe's game. We've got 60% of, of the tickets on the Ravens, 70% of the money on the Panthers. Like, 100%, we are betting the Panthers in this game. I probably won't join you. I, I got one, too. I just – Baker is so bad. Like, I – throwing on his tape, even when he was at the Browns, I, I blamed on injury, so I gave him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. He's just bad. He cannot read defenses. Like, at least P.J. could make simply two to three reads a game, which doesn't sound like much, but that's a big deal. Like, you can't always just go to your number one receiver, so – yeah, Chad's right. It's probably the right time to take them, but I'll just be a coward. I'm, I'll probably end up just doing Ravens first half or something. Um, I just – I got no feel for the Panthers when it's Baker. Um, but I would have loved it if it was P.J. But Baker, no, I'm out. Simon Hunter, professional coward. Why are you so scared, Simon? Terrible. Why are you so scared? It's pathetic. Sad. You're no Mike Vrabel. <laughs> Vrabel would do it. All right, well, we're not going to put in the contest – I am going to bet it. 
The NBA season is underway and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Plus, FanDuel is the only sports book that's giving all customers three months of NBA League Pass when they make a $5 bet on the NBA. You guys know how I feel about League Pass. This is a ridiculous deal. Tonight, my favorite NBA bet is get ready, folks. The Brooklyn Nets road dogs against the Sacramento Kings. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Plus, with live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So download FanDuel today and use promo code favorites to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA, must be 21 or older and present in select states. First online, real money wager only, refund issued at non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Browns on the road at the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, eight and a half point favorites. I won't make Matt Mitchell relive this past <laughs> week because that was like, to not only have it happen, but to everyone still be talking about it as the game of the year. It was. I, you you can't even turn on the television if you're a sports yeah. fan and the Bills fan. Again, the worst part of that Bills game, I think, for those fans was just the fact that they won and lost it like 10 times. And those are the worst games of experience. You keep winning games and losing. It's the same game over and over again. Don't know what's wrong with Josh. Like that, that game kind of falls on his shoulders there. Those turnovers, they're a real problem right now. Like he's on pace to have more turnovers than he's ever had in his career. It's not like Josh to be throwing these these just reckless interceptions. I mean, that final one, how do you short how do you short arm that one? Like again, your legs were working. It's just Josh has these little moments, these decisions that's just not like him. Where last year he just rarely put himself in positions to turn the ball over, where it feels like this year he's 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 more confident in his arm, taking bigger risk, and it's just not been working for him. So in a game that we're expecting a shit ton of snow and bad weather, I'll take the running team and Nick Chubb. It's just what, what the hell am I supposed to do here? I got to take the plus eight. I hate it. Like, I want to back the Bills after such a bad loss. Like, this is usually when they kill teams. But something something seems off about Josh Allen. They've had three straight games now where they haven't scored a touchdown in the second half. That's not like Josh Allen, this offense, that usually they make adjustments and they're more dominant in the second half in his career. It's not been that way this year, so – Eight and a half, eight points. I'd grab it now just in case it really do get five feet of snow up there and it's freezing cold. And this is kind of the best game you could imagine for a running team like the Cleveland Browns have. But if it turns out to be all right weather, I will shift the other side because we just saw this Cleveland team against a pass-happy team 
they couldn't stop anything on offense that the Miami team was running at them. So um, I, I'm interested to see what the what the final info is on what the weather system is supposed to be. Because again, it's they're they're calling for like 15 feet of snow. Like it it's supposed to be insane um, this Sunday for this game. So just to get ahead of it, I got no issue grabbing just like the Vikings last week. I have no issue grabbing the number now. If you want to buy a position later on, you can. I, I, I grabbed the eight and I grabbed the eight and a half just to be safe because I do see it coming down if it is what they're saying it's going to be, which is really bad weather. I'm not afraid of that. We got suckered in on the Browns last week, but I yeah. think the fundamentals still apply. Maybe we're misjudging the Dolphins. Maybe we're misjudging what it's like to play the Dolphins in Florida, but this running game for the Browns is so attractive. So and I no pressure from the Browns. I should have said that. The Browns had no pressure. Like Miles Garrett, if he's not getting home on Tua, Again, you could watch that game. There's just yeah. it's over. Like you can't if you're not getting pressure, it's over, right? So that was the only thing I'd throw in where it's like that Miami thing, I definitely got it wrong where I thought I had a huge advantage where that Browns D line, they did not show up run blocking, pass rushing, any of it. That that was truly embarrassing. The Raiders are visiting the Denver Broncos, and it looks like the Broncos are very short home favorites, about two and a half. Saw a great stat. If the Broncos offense yeah. could have been scoring 18 points a game, 18 points in every one of their games this year, 18 points, they'd be what is it, seven eight and one? one. Eight and one. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> How no, pathetic. I know. I mean, I know a guy who picked them to be the one seed this year, so I couldn't imagine being that guy. It's 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 tough. Uh, <laughs> that that wasn't me, was it? It was. Uh, no just no looking way. at this Raven. I mean, not Ravens. This Raiders team. I want to fade them. You got a QB crying at the podium. You got a head coach that says he's heard nothing about insubordination and guys not wanting to be there. Um, train wreck. Just an absolute train wreck. I I have to take the Raiders here. No one's gonna join me. I completely get it. I just have to do it in this divisional game. Like, I'm hoping it gets back to three. That'd be amazing. I know the Raiders can score. As bad as they are, at least I know they'll be able to score. I have no idea. What, like, Denver had a whole bye week to work it out. They put up 10 points. They looked so lost. I mean, Russell Wilson, just bad sack after bad sack after bad sack in that Tennessee game. And it was brutal, too, where I just kept getting sucked in because I think it was 10-7 and a half. And whatever they were down 14 to 10 i'm like okay they'll drive now they'll get down the field now and it just never happened there's just something wrong with that coaching staff and russell wilson just whatever's happening there so yeah i, I like the raiders would i put in our contest at two and a half hell no but if they're nice enough to give us a three or three and a half i think i might be able to convince chat because again this is a field goal game in a divisional game two bottom of the barrel teams both very desperate teams i love the dog in these kind of games so give me give me that three and a half sports books that two and a half is terrible. Yeah, fuck that number. Bengals, this game is so interesting to me. Really? Bengals, five-point favorites on the road at the Steelers. Look, Steelers, we nailed it last week. We loved it. Uh, we put them in the money line around Robin. We loved it at three. We loved it at one and a half. TJ Watt coming back. Kenny Pickett, you know, two weeks to finally play and, and finally practice with the first team. He's a gamer. I love the kid. The stars align for the Steelers as home underdogs. I'm less confident 
against the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, and it's again, it's people always like, oh, your professionals were dead wrong about whatever it was Denver last week. And it's like, yeah, you got me. Like they lost seven figures on that one, but they got it back easily on that Pittsburgh game. They were all over that one. They took that number from two, two and a half, all the way to minus one, minus two by kickoff. Like no one's perfect here, but there's always a balance to this. And I'm with you, Chad. I my gut instinct was, no, you take the Pittsburgh in this divisional game at home, Mike Tomlin spot. But is it really? Is it really a rah-rah spot where it's like they're probably feeling pretty good after really dominating that game against the Saints and the Bengals. I don't know. I look at this team as not desperate, but a little bit like looking at the AFC, the landscape of things, the division is getting away from them a little bit. And so are the other, other seeds to get into the playoffs. So as a team that kind of has a fire lit under their ass, I feel like the Bengals are going to be up there right now. So um, I would love a four, four and a half. It's sitting at five. Wouldn't wouldn't grab it yet. Again, the worst I worst I see getting up to is six. But if anything, I see it coming down a little bit. I could see the public and some pros betting Pittsburgh here. Um, again, we'll be able to get better value. But wait, wait on this one. Again, another injury report game. We need to see how Cincinnati is coming out yep. of the bye week because they've had some major issues. Chase is still out. I've I've read multiple beat writers. Um, He's out for about four weeks at least. Right. So, so that would so that would be this would be in that window. Yeah, I think this is number game number three for him or yep. week number week three. three. So week three. He he won't be back. What we're waiting on is defensive side. We want to see what defenders they're getting back for Cincy. So wait and see on this one. Don't bet this yet. All right. So we got a Pats minus three as the foxhole. We got a Texans plus three and a half as my executive decision. We still owe a Simon Says, and we are landing upon the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Minnesota Vikings. As very short one point road favorites, Simon, what say you? Simon says, take Simon the says, when Simon says, do it, we do what Simon says. Cowboys, no brainer. When the lines come out, there's just certain games you know right away you're going to probably end up being on. This is one of those where even like two weeks ago, when I saw the line for this. Not that I knew that Dallas was going to lose that game against Green Bay, but I knew they weren't going to cover for the most part. I was just thinking, okay, I can wait. I'll be able to get a better line on Dallas here. It was a pick. I was wrong. It went up to one and a half, one um, right after that game ended. Went up to two for a little bit. Got bet back down. Uh, People came back on the Vikings. Sitting a lot of books at minus one, minus one and a half. This is shaping up to be one of my bigger bets of the year. Just public perception bet where it's a team in – I don't know. The Cowboys that I feel like not that people are talking about them being Super Bowl contenders last week, but they were right. They were one of the teams putting the upper echelon. Now, after one bad loss to Green Bay, people are off of it. People are like, no, this team's got issues. They got holes. Is their defense really that good? They just got torched by Aaron Rodgers, who could barely throw the ball downfield. Now they're getting a Minnesota team that people view them as being legit now. Right. Like all every week we kept questioning the Minnesota Vikings. Who have they beaten? Who have they beaten? Who have they beaten? They get a fumble at the goal line and get a win, and now they are for real. That's how we're doing the barometers now. So it's tough, Chad. Like, what I do, it it is tough where it's like, do I want to shit on Vikings team and their fans right now? No. Like, you guys are good. What are you, you know, what you guys think, a top two, top three team in football right now? Hell no. You guys have major problems, major issues. Again, Josh Allen put up 24 points in you guys in that first half. 
not by himself. They're running the ball all over you guys. And like you have major issues on this defensive side. So um, the big reason, again, this week that I'm going to be on uh, this Dallas team, not just because it's a bounce back spot, but it's about the matchup. There's different matchups that they match up so well against this Vikings team. And again, if you want to see it play out, you can go to last year and watch the, the, the Cowboys played the Minnesota Vikings. This is the exact scenario. They went up to Minnesota and they played them. The quarterback was Cooper Rush, though. So if you want to see how they scheme it up, the defensive line has such a huge advantage here for the Cowboys team, especially if the – right now it's looking like there might be three starting O-linemen out for the Vikings. That's a big deal. So, again, just going off that, I already like the Cowboys. The fact that this has turned into one of the bigger tickets, the bigger public side as well, um, not not surprising, right, that, that people are just going to come in on Minnesota – after what we just saw them do again, win a huge game, Cowboys in a, in a big game lost. So not surprising. I am surprised though that this number opened uh, at minus one, minus one and a half. I thought the books, you know, they would just get the free money on the on Minnesota and just hang it at a pick. They didn't. They kind of let the public know that you know eight and one doesn't mean shit to us. Like this is a coin flip game. Throw the records out. The Vikings are getting sixty percent of the tickets. The Cowboys currently getting 71% of the money. That's me, though. So you got to take out 30% of that. Pros Joe's right here. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's just a spot. Like, again, there's nothing guaranteed. It's just one of these situations. You just take this number every time. You're just playing the stronger D-line versus the weak offensive line and a team coming off the win of the season versus a team coming off the loss of the season. It's just a simple spot. Like, you don't have to think too much into it. You just blindly take the Cowboys here. I've blindly taken the Cowboys here, although it wasn't blind. I took them earlier this morning. Love the Cowboys. Right now, we're 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 developing a list of games we feel pretty confident about. Yeah, I feel good um, this week. Yeah, Texans three and a half, Pats minus three, Cowboys minus one. Chiefs on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers. I looked at this this morning. And look, I last week, I loved the Chargers at plus seven against the Niners at home. The wise guys came in and they loved the Niners. They moved the number up. It made no sense to me, given the variance, given Justin Herbert, like too much in play for that kind of number. I don't know if I feel that same way about the Chiefs. (laughs) Yeah, and like I I got caught. I tried playing both sides last week. Tried playing the Chargers for the game, 49ers first half, and it was just – the Chargers were the right side all the way through. It's just this is when you play the Chargers. You don't play them as a three-point favorite. You don't play them when they're a seven-point favorite. You play them when they're over a three-and-a-half dog, when they're over a seven-point dog. They just – they're always in it. And, again, I don't get what the hell is wrong with them. Like, they held – what was it? What was the, what did they put up, 10 points, and they held the 49ers to 16 points? 22-16 was the final score. 22-16. So – to me, the Herbert stuff right now is warranted, right? He's not producing without his top weapons. But I would say to people, okay, two is out of the world right now, right? He's the second highest graded guy, right? He's the second MVP voting. Take away Waddle, take away Tyra Kill. You don't got shit there. So Keenan Allen, Mike Williams being out, I'm, I'm trying not to judge him right now because that's a big deal. I am going to judge the coaching because I do think the coaching for the Chargers is atrocious. But what the hell are we going to do here, Chad? I feel like you just nailed it. It's like... As much as I don't want to take the Chargers, I know I'm supposed to here. Like, this is a big number against a Chiefs team that got lucky to cover last week. Like, again, it's nothing they did. The other team missed kicks. That's why they covered. I just – I have to keep fading Mahomes as a big favorite. Usually he does not cover that number. So, 
said it last week. Should have stuck to my guns. The Chargers are probably going to be the right side again. I'll, I'll take it. I'll walk into it. Hopefully, Keenan Allen's back, but I'm going to grab the seven now just in case he does come back. I could see this number dropping a little bit. I took it. I felt good about it. <laughs> South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play. South of the border, down Mexico way. 49ers, Cardinals, playing in Mexico. I don't know what's going on, except I know this. I love Kyle Shanahan. We've talked about how much I love Kyle Shanahan. I hate Cliff Kingsbury. We've talked about how much we hate Cliff Kingsbury. As coaches, nothing personal. (laughs) But I got a 49ers team that is stacked at every single key position and serviceable at quarterback. (laughs) But defensive line, linebacker, defensive backfield, stacked. Wide receiver, running back, tight end. Offensive line, stacked. It is a roster without very many holes. And they're going against a Cardinals team that I just think isn't very good. I don't think Kyler Murray is very good. I think he's a great athlete who is just not playing up to either his level as a skill position player or isn't being put in a position to succeed by his coaches who are making bad play calls. But all I know is that this is going to be a one-dimensional team on Sunday. And if it's one-dimensional and it's Kyler Murray with the ball in his hand against a 49ers team that is going to be able to rush the passer with impunity. I don't mind the big number playing in Mexico. Now, I'm not going to make this a bet off because I don't have that I don't have that much confidence in the Cardinals, but you know better. This is the this is where you take the Cardinals. Again, the books are not your friends. They're hanging a number without even knowing who the quarterback is and they're accepting large amounts of money right now on this 49ers team. They are happily taking this money right now. So this game just stinks holy hell to me. I would have been with you if it was in if it was in Arizona because they suck at home. This is where the books think they make their stand here. I honestly hope it's Colt McCoy. I felt like he ran the offense better. He got banged up. So I have no idea who the quarterback's going to be for Arizona. Do not trust it. Do not trust this number. Don't fall for what Chad's saying right now. I feel like they're laying us a trap. Don't walk in there with Chad. Just wait and see. Or if anything, don't even bet this game. But I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but my my biggest issue is Jimmy G. I just don't like Jimmy. Don't like what I've seen from Jimmy this year. I don't think he recovered from that injury, which was he was sitting on all offseason. Doesn't look like he gets the ball downfield. When he does go downfield, it's usually high. And his, his like receivers, I mean, make these incredible catches for him. Man, that's a big, big number in a divisional game like this. But – I can't do it. I wish I could come out here and be the man and be like, no, you take the Cardinals. I can't do it because I just – I hate them. I'm with them. Like, everything about this team, I'm trying to take away the faces and the names, but just such a poorly coached team, uh, the Cardinals. But I will not take Kyle as a big favorite in a primetime game. And that served me well last week, taking the Chargers, even though I had no damn idea why I was doing it. Because like you just said, on paper, the 49ers are a healthier team. They are a more complete team. They have all their weapons. It's the same thing here with the Cardinals. It's like they're the more complete team. They have the healthy team. Why isn't this number 10? Like this number should be closer to 10. Something something stinky here. So um, I'll stay away. Won't won't have this in their contest, but me and Chad are splitting this one. I'd go Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury is the only coach in the Super Bowl era with a winning record as an underdog and a losing record as a favorite. 
<laughs> I read amazing. that in uh, Kendall Baker's Axios Sports newsletter today. Jeez, that's bizarre. I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, look, we gave away a Foxhole Pats minus three. We gave away a Simon Says Cowboys minus one. Gave away an executive decision, Texans plus three and a half. On Thursday, we will do Scoot Roulette. We will do Big Balls. We will do Moneyline Round Robin. Our leans right now for the contest, strong leans, Texans three and a half, Pats minus three, Cowboys minus one. Thinking about it, Chargers plus seven, Saints minus four, Atlanta minus three. Going to evaluate on Thursday, Browns plus eight and Bengals minus five. Yeah. This has been the favorites podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman for producer Matt Mitchell, for my BFF Simon Hunter. Download us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you.